Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is 543. It's 42 degrees in Anchorage, 42 in Eagle River. The Rick Rydell radio program takes to the airwaves. Broadcasting as the last great bastion of common sense thinking. Let me do the quick introductions around the radio station. That way you'll know who all the players are. In the newsroom, hunting, gathering the news, as he and his family have done for eons, the latest and the youngest in the Alaska clan of roadies to use the news as his sustenance. Scott Rohde in the newsroom. In master control, making the noises happen when the noises should, the sounds happen when the sounds should, and the music happen when the music should. Would you give it up for our producer and our good friend, Mr. Mike Ortega? Hello? Ortega. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to press the buttons. Ortega. There you go. There you go. Sorry, I was daydreaming. What were you daydreaming about? Oh, coffee. A homecoming queen? (laughs) Oh, coffee. Oh. (laughs) There's no more coffee on the other side. Oh, that's ridiculous. I know. How did they do that? What what are they thinking? You know, if you go in the talk studio... There are a couple, I don't know how good they are anymore. There are a couple of packs I put in the top drawer. Oh, you're kidding. No. That's good to know. I just had them there because we used to run out, too. Yeah, and I just said, in okay, case. This, this isn't going to happen to me anymore, and so I hit them in there. Just saying. Okay, got who's, it. Who's your buddy? Who's your pal? Come Rick on. Rick's my buddy. Right, yeah, All okay. Right. All right, so, uh, well, that crisis averted there, I'm thinking. Yeah, just one less crisis in my life. Yeah, you got the man, you get that, you're going to get your 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 boiler buddy installed yeah. pretty soon. And one of these days, I'll be able to get my mail. They put new mailboxes in at the end Not of Not that the... there's anything wrong with that. No, oh, you they... meant you meant mail <laughs> delivery. Oh, okay. You know, right. the United States Post Office. Right, They, they put yeah. new mailboxes okay. out there. And they didn't give us keys. So they put a little (laughs) handwritten note on there that says, go pick up your keys at the post office. So I go down to the Muldoon post office, and there's this surly guy, you know, behind the counter. And I go, "Uh, yeah, well, they put a new post box. Can I have my key? He says the keys aren't in yet. I go, okay, do you know when the keys will be in? He goes, no. "Uh, no." I said, can you give me some sort of time frame? He said, no, I can't give you a time frame. Maybe tomorrow. You know, you know why I'm supposed to come in every day to check to see right. if they have keys. I don't well, you know, know, you know what, you know what's in his mind though. I mean, you have to, um, you have to have, be empathetic with the guy. He yeah, he right. is working the Muldoon Post Office. That's right. And he's thinking, if I have to drive over this double divergent diamond every day, screw everybody, everybody else. Everybody has to suffer. Yeah, right. That's probably true. You know, that's so. probably true. Have you driven over that? Did you, did you drive over it yesterday? Uh, no, because yesterday was my day off. I totally avoid oh. that, uh, like the plague on my right. days off. Uh, but uh, uh, t- tomorrow I'll be driving over. Tomorrow you're going to face it. Yeah, yeah. Head on. Okay. All right, because tomorrow's Friday. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. It's my Monday for the commissary. Your, for the other job, right? Yeah, for the other job. 
for the rest of us, tomorrow's and this for this program, it's Free Forum Friday tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is what so, pre Friday Thursday. It's uh, uh, it's Friday Eve. Today is. Oh, that's as right. we like. That's to call right. It. Today is Friday Eve. We wish you a merry Friday. We wish, you, and that's just a song I'm working on. I haven't got it finished yet. Kind of the Friday Eve song. Yeah, that sounded so good. Right. It reminded yeah. me of uh, Wish You a Merry Christmas. Well, you know, a good song should remind you of something. Sometimes you may not know what it reminds you of, but it should feel like, you know, it's familiar. And right, so that's kind of exactly. what I was working on with that. I've been working on that now for, I don't know, about three years. I think I think it's got some room to grow yet. Sure, sure. What's the second but verse? I haven't got there yet. We wish you a Merry Friday. We wish you a Merry wish Friday. You a Merry Friday. We yeah. wish you a Merry Friday. We wish you a Merry Friday. And that's kind of where I'm stuck. And a happy uh, Saturday. And a happy weekend. Well, maybe. Yeah, I'll try and work on that. Uh, but we're just like Lennon you know, like McCartney said, right there. Jeez. Right. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, or um, uh, what was the uh, uh, the ones for the Eagles? It was uh, Fry and um, um, who was the other guy? Glenn Fry and uh, and uh, um, George Harrison. No, yeah, no, that was the other Sid one. Sid Vicious. Glenn Fry and, um, no, it was the, the, the drummer, the drummer Colin singer. Kaepernick. Yeah, that's it, right, the, and, and he kneeled. So, all right, well, let's, um, now that we've got that down, and we've got the song almost done, by the way, almost done, the Happy Thursday, uh, Friday Eve song. Um, we'll take this break. We'll be right back. Stand by. You're full of fear, you're breathing fast, your head's pounding, and all you can hear is, I don't want to do it. You get to the top, get hooked in, and then you look over the edge. I thought it was a thousand feet, I was like, no way am I jumping off this tower, I'm staying right here. I'm like, am I ever going to be good enough to be a Marine? Every day it got harder, but every day we got stronger. And I thought, yes, I can do this. When it was all said and done, watching the car guard raise the American flag, hearing the national anthem, it was, it was amazing. I, I've never felt anything like that before. At that point, I thought, I am a United States Marine. PFC Keith Palka knows you don't join the Marines, you become one. Visit marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. It is 5.50. It's 42 degrees in Anchorage, 42 in Eagle River. And it's the Rick Rydell radio program. Well, I'm kind of, I don't know, this has kind of been a, a, a two-for-a-week week as all, all week. I've, I, I, can, I can winnow things down to about two subjects, but I can't get it down to just one and so i kind of i was kind of going over some stuff um last night and getting ready for the broadcast today and one of the uh one of the things i i I was looking at was at all the different initiatives you know the bathroom one of which we spoke yesterday was not the only initiative on the ballot there's going to be you know, basically, so far, I think there's like four of them, four four major initiatives on the ballot, and and initiatives are always interesting in an election, because if it's an an emotional one, um, it draws extra voters that normally otherwise wouldn't vote, which can have an effect on on the candidates running on that same ballot. So 
that's uh, one possibility on the broadcast today. The other one is we are we are uh, uh, like ten days away from the special session, um, and 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 this is the special session that they're looking at, which is going to bring if the governor's gets his way. Um, it's going to b- bring the the biggest step to, I guess, what we're referring to as post-oil boom Alaska. Um, when, when that era ends, when oil boom Alaska era ends, I believe is when they take a substantial amount of revenue from, from we the citizens. And what form that is, I don't know. But that's basically what Walker originally called the special session for. Now, he added the crime bill in there. But, um, but as we are going into this, and again, it is, it is going to be um, the last special session, which is, is the extension of the last session in which it's very likely that the the sitting governor is not a lame duck. Meaning that in January, when we go back into session again, and I know, doesn't it seem like um, we've we've had a legislature that's taken a couple of breaks, but they've been in meeting all year long? I mean, they really, haven't they? Um, Because, you know, you take the the original 90 days. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Extended session to 120 days, and then three special sessions of um, 30 days each. That's another 90 days. You know, all of a sudden you're you're half the year, over half the year. And so you've really taken, uh, you've been in session longer than you've been out of session. And and we're about to do that again. But as we run into this, this possibility of revenues, um, I think it's important that we have the discussion on the radio um, so the under-informed that tune in can, can get a better understanding of, of really what's at risk. I mean, is it going to be the the income tax? Is not an income tax. Are they going to change it? Are they going to do a sales tax? Are they going to do a gross receipts tax? Are they going to do a full-on income tax? And remember, once it gets into session, um, they have to meet only on the bills that the governor's call governor calls, but they can change them. They can change them to be just about anything they want them to be. Um, so that's that's the biggie, and those are the two I'm thinking of. So um, the four initiatives on the next uh, on the next ballot. Uh, of course, we talked the one about the uh, the bathroom, um, uh, the shooting down of the uh, transgender bathroom law. That'll be one. You know, do you? Do, and it'll be interesting because the way it has to be written, it has to be written. Um, in the positive, so the the way it's worded on the ballot um, will will 
probably make some difference. There's also um, there's also a pair of initiatives that are trying to put um, the major pieces of Obamacare in the Alaska Constitution, right? Um, And that would be the expanded Medicaid. Uh, They say about 35,000 Alaskans um, is what the expansion was. So what, what that means is that 35,000 more people are getting health care insurance paid for by the rest of us, even though we're paying for our own. You know, and, and, and this isn't Medicare. And that, that's the big, the big uh, rub, I think, for the underinformed is the difference that they don't really understand the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. The underinformed don't. Um, you know, and even sometimes I have to stop and go, okay, which one am I talking about here? Medicare, or Medicaid. Medicare is we're taking care of our elderly. Medicaid is everybody else. And, and the way we've expanded it is to the point where there actually are people that work and have insurance offered at their job, but because they don't make what the government says is enough money, they can qualify and get this taxpayer-paid health care. And I'm going to change it because it's not really what it is. It's not health care. There aren't many people in this country that are actually denied health care. What they're denied is having someone else pay for it. It's insurance. And that's what we're paying for, right? Because when it comes down to it, um, that's what this all is. It's all paying for someone else's insurance. They call it health care, but you can have the health care that you can afford. And now you can have the health care that you can't afford, or you can have the taxpayers pay for the health care you could have afforded, but you chose not to, unless you're the rest of us. And then we still have to get our insurance at work while we're paying the taxes that pays for everybody else's. Who's not deciding to, to pay? I mean, this is... This is the, again, the, the the last battle, I think, where if we lose the battle, we go to government-run health care for everybody. If we win the battle, we keep the greatest medical system the world has, which is that which we've had in the United States. So, anyway, that's where I'm at today, and it is Friday Eve, so it's almost the end of the week. It's 5220650. When you're ready to jump in, give me a call. We'll get this going. We'll be right back. It is 608. We're back. Our number is 5220650 on this, the Friday Eve broadcast, otherwise known as Thursday. I just think the Friday Eve brings it into such a better mental state as we go. So, uh, George on line one. Good morning, sir, and thanks for the call. Hello, George. George going once. Ortega, you're going to fix him. I'll, I'll put George um, back on hold for a sec while we get that button picked. Um, let me re- reiterate uh, what the phone number to call is, 522-0650. And uh, we do have a couple lines open, and um, and they start to jam up, especially later in the week. So um, if you're thinking of calling in, I would urge you to do it now rather than later because, again, we ended the uh, broadcast yesterday with 
uh, a ton of people on hold that didn't get on the air because we, we, we don't do that last hour anymore. So um, I urge you, if you want to get and talk about local stuff, that you, you call earlier rather than later. All right, let's try George one more time. George, you there now? Hello, George. Uh, okay. All right. So Ortega says it should be working, so let's try Warren. Can you hear me, and can I hear you? Well, I can hear you fine. So. Well, there you go. must have been George's phone. There you are. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. yeah. She talked about the special session coming up, and uh, we just hope they walk in, say, uh, no new taxes, and kind of gavel that one out, and yeah, and on the initiatives coming up, uh, it, it's just kind of sad. And the uh, when the lieutenant governor decides that it can't go on there, you just go find a judge, and, and voila, you can override them and put your initiative on the ballot. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I said, I have not got to read that 22-page decision yet, and so I'm not really sure um, from what there was in the paper on why he did that ruling. I, I think it's a dangerous ruling, but but again, that's just what the, what's, what was in the paper, not the full. I don't want to take it out of context. No, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that part either, what his ruling was. So, All right, but, so. But, you know, it's. Uh, I, I just kind of agree with you. They're walking down a very dangerous slope and get to open up a big can of worms. So yeah, well, you get uh, we got some change coming. It's just I, I think if we don't usher in the right kind of change, we're going to change into a place that's uh, not as nice to be in as it could have been. Yeah, this state will be going back to the polls, right? It, it's not the uh, it's not the right end. Right, and just for the city, is that just for the city, right? For this next municipal election. Although, I mean, we're starting to see it make that move in that direction in other states, so uh, it could could end up going that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's just a little scary too. I I, I saw the uh, presentation with the throwing switch and it sorts all the ballots, and if it doesn't like you, it puts you in one of the three dead zones, and uh, right. And you will never, ever know if your vote counts or not anymore. So. Mm. Well, the other thing you think about it, the same city that is moving to this write-in ballot is the same city that uh, spent $81 million on a $10 million uh, software package that's still not working. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, And you've got experience with that. So, All right, I got George on again there. Warren, appreciate the call as always, buddy. And uh, George, let's see if you're – is your phone working now? I hope so. Hey, I hear you. Oh, isn't that a wonderful thing? I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> so alive. God. All right, this legislative session deal's going down there. What are they going to talk about? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the issues they're going to try and decide, one is a, one is a sales tax, right? Or a um, tax? It's the, the, it's the income tax. It's not an income tax. Right. And the payroll tax, they call it. And they're going to deal with this crime bill, this SB 91. Uh, 54, which is part of 91. Or part of 91. It softens the edges of party 91. Okay. I'm going to try and give you a little rundown of personal, my personal life, what this government has done for me uh, just for in the short few years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I pay property tax, just so they know that, about nine grand to the municipality. Right. Okay. I, I can't afford health care. Uh, but my penalty is about 4500 not to get it a year. Okay. My federal tax that I pay is between five and 7500 which is total about 18500 that I pay in different kinds of taxes. Yeah. Okay. The, the movement that the municipal assembly did on the taxi cabs cost me $135,000 investment on my cab. Yeah. Then after that, because they allowed Uber, the state did, to come in, and released more taxi cabs. My income is down about a hundred dollars a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, because they've released more cabs and they're planning on releasing more in November, I can no longer get a night driver, which costs me another two thousand dollars. And I'm I'm really frustrated with this whole thing. And this is the deal. At the end of this year, thank you, government, I will now qualify for assistance. And, I, and, and this is what they're doing to people out here that are middle-income, age, wage earners that are in private business. And, I'm, I mean, I had a lady in my car the other day. She told me she's very upset that they're going to get rid of Obamacare because she doesn't have any income to speak of. She gets her uh, monthly premium for $75 a month with a $1,000 uh whatever you call that, per share that she has to pay if she goes to the hospital. Oh, uh, deductible? Yeah. My share that I qualify for, and thank you, uh, Blue Cross, you've now lowered it to down to like $626 a month, which is a phenomenal amount when you look at eight grand. And then I get a $5,000 deductible based on my income. And now let's take the people that are completely in poverty and they have no income. They get 100% medical coverage. It's, right. it's covered completely. And uh, we cannot keep going down this road of making people pay. And I think it was the report in the newspaper recently, a year or so ago, when they took the first permanent fund away, it dropped 15,000 people into the poverty line. Right. And, yeah. and now it's going to take more. Yeah. And if this and, and you can't do this because I gave you the scenario of the ten guys playing poker. The one guy went down. Everybody decided to give 150 to help Joe out. Then the second right. guy went down. Then they were each paying 300 of the eight that were left, and then 450 of the seven that were left to help them out. Mm-hmm. And finally, they got to a point where if they paid that another 150 dollars to help their buddy out, they couldn't pay their own bills. Right. I right. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't, but I just, I, I don't understand. You know, I've watched this over 30, 35 years or like you since you become a young man. Right. Government keeps changing, changing rules and doing all this stuff. 
and it's not making things better. It, it, no. it's, it, it's just making it worse and worse and worse. And the very that, entity that is charged with securing and maintaining your rights is now, like I said last year, my biggest bill I had was uh, paying for the United States of America. My second biggest bill was paying for the city of Anchorage in yeah, my life. And, that, and that's it. And here's this thing, and, and, and trust me, I believe in unions, but because I can't find a night driver in my cab... Okay, mm-hmm. used to pay $75 a shift, which is equivalent about $2,000 a month. What right. would the cr- general cry in the public be if the state of Alaska decided to do what has happened to me and take $2,000 worth of payoff every state, every state, every municipal employee's paycheck? Yeah, well, or, or, you know, and remember, you're preaching to the choir. Because if, right. if what happened to me back in April, remember, I lost 35% of my income, too, when they, they cut my hours because of budget. And it's because of the economy is what they're doing. What would they say if, if what, would they, what would, they, would the outrage be if they did either of those things to the state employees or the municipal employees? Yeah, I mean, there, there would be such an outcry. It would be worse when they went into uh, repeal AO 37. You yep. know, and yep. this it is the whole be. hindsight behind it. I believe in the unions because I believe they, they set a standard of living, and without them, you know, we would have even lower standards. But somehow we've got to find a way to work together because for people like me, I'm literally contemplating having to sell my home because I can't afford it anymore with a $1,657 a month mortgage. When they right. make tell me I have to pay all these other things, and then yeah. if I don't pay them, they file papers in court and put a lien against my property to take it to pay them. And it's yep. just like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, I'm just yep. trying to survive here. Yeah, and that's what they do, and that's the unintended consequences. George, powerful story, buddy. Thanks. Take well, care. I hope they get it. Have a good day. I hope they do, too. See ya. All right, 619, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stand by. The Rick Rydell Radio Program continues on News Radio 650 KENI. It is 623. We're back 42 in Anchorage and in Eagle River. I think that uh, illustrates pretty well what we talk about quite a bit. And what happens is when, when our state or our municipality ends up doing things for a, a, a specialized group, um, then it puts it in a position where the cost ends up coming back on us. And they do it because, um, you know, and this is the term where you get the bleeding heart liberal, right? They, they do it because they've got this bleeding heart and they want to help somebody. But what the setup after they help somebody is, is then later someone's got to pay for it. And and the that... They want to help somebody who's in dire straits. And what many of them can't get through their mind is when they they use the public resources, the taxes, whatever, um, they expand Medicaid. Um, somebody's got to pay for that later, and you put other people in dire straits trying to help other people, and that's where... Um, that's where the, the intentions, the good intentions are, are paving the road to hell because you're taking from one and giving to another. It's not that difficult 
And I just wish the liberals would understand, uh, and sometimes even the moderates, that you can't give anything to anybody that you don't take away from someone else first. And how many people from whom you're taking it away are you harming? And that's the thing that they don't get. And they call us cold-hearted, bastard um, conservatives because we care about the people they're hurting. And and for some reason, they're, they're deaf to hearing that. Steve on line one. Good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Um, I, if you'll humor me for a minute, this kind of might be off the subject of the health care thing, but uh, I, I just heard yesterday that the, well, the Assembly voted against the asking the legislature to repeal SB 91. Um, that's correct, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they did. They didn't vote to do that. They voted uh, uh, basically to let them let them fix what they think they're going to fix. Yeah. Okay. They didn't vote but, to repeal it. Well, well, now they're going to. Now they've moved on to we're going to fix homeless camps. Um, and, <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, directly or indirectly, I I, I think the two are kind of tied together a little bit. Um, and you know, if they if they're not willing to fix one. What makes anybody think they're going to be, they're going to do anything to fix the other? I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, okay, kick the can down the road, um, you know, somebody else's problem. It doesn't affect us. So, um, well, you know, you think about how much money has been spent on, on home uh, uh, housing for chronic inebriates and, how many cottage industries are getting grants from the city to help uh, help this homeless problem? And we're still having homeless camps. Why are we spending all that money on that other stuff? And, and they can't throw up these apartment complexes and stuff fast enough to house the chronic inebriates. You know, they, they you hear about one going up all the time. I mean, uh, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I'm... I wasn't really a big fan. I mean, I, I don't live in Anchorage, but I work there, so I kind of pay attention right. to it. But uh, I I don't I wasn't a big fan of, of Amy Dembowski. For, but um, I, the, the the more things go on, the more I think she's the only one there that has a clue. I mean, the re- the rest of them seem to not care. You know, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only one that's not off on this hell bent path towards uh, tyranny and government running everything, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I just found it kind of, uh, I, for lack of better words, uh, funny that they don't want to do anything to fix one problem. But oh, now now we're going to fix this other one. We're going to, you know, we're yeah. going to, uh, we're we're going right. to we're going to wave wave our magic wand and take care of this one because Picking we're going to give them, we're going to give them less less of a notice now that they got to move. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's right. that's going to you know that's going to light gonna a fire it. under them and that'll they're get gonna, it going. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah anyway. it's almost if it wasn't so uh, sad, it would be humorous. Uh, Steve, thanks for bringing it up today. Have a good day. I got to run to a commercial break. I got Don coming up after this. We'll be right back. Six thirty-nine. We're back. Forty-two in Anchorage. Forty-two in Eagle River. The Rick Rydell Radio Program. We're talking about a, a couple of things: uh, the initiatives that are coming out on the ballot, and 
the special session, and of course the initiatives uh, include two, which would um, enshrine some Obamacare in the Constitution, which is an interesting addition because I don't think anywhere, you know, a Constitution tells the government what it should be. It doesn't tell you what you should do. Um, But here all of a sudden we're looking at um, enshrining your your rights to someone else's labor um, and and making it a cost everyone has to pay. Let me go to Don on line two. Don, morning, sir. Hey, Rick. The biggest two words I want people to re- remember when it comes to, quote, health care, unquote, is the term marketplace distortion. Okay. Okay, and everybody goes like, what? And they go, yeah. Anytime the government comes in and starts giving some people a free ride and other people's not, it causes a marketplace distortion. You see that in rental units when people use uh, Section 8. Right. You, you go to an apartment house that takes Section 8 vouchers, and you're going to find out the rates there are far higher than another part of town perhaps where they don't take the vouchers. That is true. And it's the same thing with medical. People go, good Lord. Uh, where I work, the company's insurance company will fly me to Seattle along with a friend and and get a procedure done. In most cases, it's elective surgery or some such. Right. And even even after they pay for the airplane ticket, the hotel bill, and everything else, the insurance company still pays a third to a half of what they pay in Alaska for the exact same procedure. Yeah. Now, people wonder, why is that? And, and please don't tell me it's because they have to ship Band-Aids up on the boat. Well, it's, it's, you know, the steamships are expensive. Well, yeah, steamships are expensive. Uh, part of the I'm problem, and you're going to probably mm-hmm. think I'm pulling your leg. I'm not. The problem we suffer here is the same problem Las Vegas suffered for years. Now, if you live in Las Vegas, God forbid you're ever forced to do that, you'll find out that it has some of the highest insurance rates around, and the doctors there are so expensive. Uh, As an example, we had some friends that had to have um, kidney stones removed with uh, ultrasound. Mm -hmm. It's called extracorporeal lipotrithy, but that's neither here nor there. He was able to fly to Minnesota, the Mayo Clinic, and the insurance company picked up his airplane tickets, and they stayed in a, his partner stayed in a five-star hotel, and they got one day after the procedure was done just to make sure everything was okay, and it cost less than half of what they would have had to pay in Las Vegas. Hmm. Why is it so expensive in Las Vegas? The same reason it's so expensive up here. Everybody has insurance paid for by somebody else. The marketplace distortion. Well, yeah, actually, if you think about it, in Las Vegas, it's the, almost all the casinos are unionized. Everybody that works there, right down to the lady that changes your bed linen, and they do that, by the way, uh, has union insurance. So what are the doctors going to do? They go, well, I, the, the insurance companies want a discount, so I'm going to charge $500 so I can get the $300 I want. Start to sound familiar. Or, well, or the $300 that covers all my expenses, too, sometimes. Well, yeah, uh, the, and I'm sure I, Alana can uh, weigh, uh, weigh in on that. Yeah. But the the thing is, what good is something that's no good? Under Obamacare, people got, and I, I refuse to use the word insurance, they got messed over. 
because they're paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month for a policy that has a fifteen dollars to $17,000 deductible. And what you get, and they say for free, but the fact is what you get under your hundreds of dollars a month is a single office visit. If you dig into those insurance policies, you'll find out that uh, visits to the ER aren't covered. It's, it's more what they don't do than what they do do. Right. And the only person or the only people that made out like bandits on this are the insurance companies making big bucks until they get put out of business, mm-hmm. and uh, hospitals who for once might actually stand a chance of getting paid for providing medical services to people who might otherwise, you know. Not be able to pay. Yeah. Or not pay. Right. Oh, so here... You go, but, 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 Don, and you go, no, here in Alaska, we have an entire protected class, Alaska natives, mm-hmm. which are, what, 15, 20% of the population, and if they're not covered by um, Indian Health Services, right. they're picked up on um, the Medicaid. Right, the expansion. Yeah, Medicaid expansion, which almost exclusively went to Alaska Natives, and good for them. They hired somebody that that knew how to work the system to their advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, So where does that leave the rest of us besides left holding the bag? So I don't know. What are you you going to do? Get the government out of the marketplace, because if you think health care, not health insurance, going to see a doctor – if you think it's expensive now, by God, you just wait till it's free. Yeah, because that's where that's where it gets, and and I think marketplace distortion is a, is a great way to to, to uh, quantify this thing because that's what it does. And then final Less note: everybody goes, well, well, uh, 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 in England, uh, 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 they got free medical. Well, yeah, if you've do. been paying attention, the National Health Service there has nearly gone bankrupt or is bankrupt, and they may be forced to start shutting hospitals down. And, yeah, the health care may be free, and you can make an appointment, and maybe the, the provider they tell you you're going to go see might be able to work in in a month or three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a downside to everything. Canada hasn't quite collapsed under its own medical costs. Uh, England certainly has. Uh, yeah. Japan, Japan has. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taxes that businesses pay and individuals pay and it's as socialized as anything else, it hasn't quite gone under, but it's starting to show the strain. I'd hate to see us fall into that same uh, Medicare for Medicaid or Medicare for all that the Senate's pushing, because right. way back in the day when they first started pushing through um, Medicare, and you were alive when that happened, mm-hmm. back in the 60s, you go, this won't cost yep. that much. Right. And within three years, it, the the cost to the government was more than double what their estimates were. Uh, it's supposed to be at the ten year mark. I mean, it's just horrifically mm-hmm. expensive all the way around. Right. Yeah. And and putting this into the constitution um, enshrines it in you have to pay for it no matter what. Well, and.
and then if they put something in there about you have to be like to be a president, you have to be a natural born citizen or have mm-hmm. paid taxes for ten years or something. But I can have a Cuban show up tomorrow and go, Hey, I need a new kidney. Never never paid a dime on it, but you guys take care of me, okay? Right. Yeah, and that's where yeah. it starts to fall apart badly is uh, the folks that have never paid into the system ever and they're some of the more expensive uh recipients. I'll let yeah, you know. no. No, good uh, good illustration today. Appreciate the call, buddy. Well, let's let's just hope they come to their senses. <laughs> let's do. Take care. Have a good day. See you. Um and and the problem is is you put that on the ballot. Um, you put that on the ballot, and, and I'm not saying that um, you know people are stupid, um, but we see that there are complicated issues with a lot of subtle nuances that really deserve, if it's going to be heard, it deserves a legislative process, and you don't get that in the initiative. I think the, and I don't know if we could change the initiative process, <clears throat> But the initiative process should be things for things like, um, is it time to start paying for government using the permanent fund and getting rid of the dividend? That's a question you ask, not this intricate uh, management of paying for other people's health care um, through this insurance scam we got going. But yet that's that's what we're doing. If, if the liberals can't get their stuff done um, through legislative action, then they turn around and try and, and do it through the initiative process. And that's what it looks like they're trying to do with these two initiatives. We'll take a quick break. All of our lines are now open. It's 5220650. We'll be back. This note if you, like I, feel we are wasting an incredible amount of money, time, and energy on a uh, mirage of a natural gas pipeline that will never be built in our lifetime. There is a legislative hearing coming up I'd like to bring your attention to. It's coming up Monday at 1 o'clock at the Anchorage uh, Legislative Information Office, the LIO. I think that's the old uh, uh, Wells Fargo building in Midtown. Um, You can watch it in person. They're going to be broadcasting it live at uh, 1500 West Benson, or you can see it online, but it is an update on the Alaska LNG project. Um, a note on Dan Sadler's Facebook page reminded me of this because he got an amendment into an LNG bill in 2014 requiring such public updates. And despite Governor Walker's promise to, quote, pull the plug in September, if no firm customers are signed on this whole as we're talking about you paying a tax whether you call it a payroll tax or an income tax or whatever you want to call it um you having to give money to run this government they're still spending millions of dollars on a pipeline that'll never be built we still have an office that we pay for we have someone who's almost uh, gets a five hundred thousand dollar a year salary and we have like five six-figure engineers plus office staff in Houston and and then a second smaller office in Japan that we're paying for. <clears throat> the, the, the state spends this money and then has the audacity to call this special session and say, 
we would like to take some of your um, some of your uh, payroll. We want to take some money away from you at the payroll because we just don't have enough money to run this state, and it's your fault. And and we got to take away your permanent fund uh, dividend, and we're going to take away your earnings while we're doing this. You want that update? <clears throat> You want to see where they really are? I think um, uh, Senate Resource Committee Kathy Geisel is one heading this up, and 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 God bless her for doing so. And again, that comes up this Monday, one p.m. I may ju- I just may go down to this thing one o'clock at the uh, Legislative Information Office for an update on where we are on the expenditure of your money for a project that will not happen in our lifetime and maybe never all right we're talking a couple of things um these initiatives trying to put the obamacare since it may go away federally god i hope so um they're trying to enshrine it through the initiative process in the Alaska Constitution. Our conversation today will take a uh, an under-informed voter who may otherwise th- look at the surface of it and say, oh, that's a good thing and vote yes. We may give them the armory to walk in there of knowledge and cast a no vote if it gets if it if it is one of the the ones that get on the ballot. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Six fifty seven. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Five two two zero six five zero. We'll be right back. Listen to what's happening now. Talk about what should happen next. News Radio six fifty K E N I. It is seven oh nine. We're back. Forty two in Anchorage. Forty two in Eagle River. Our number five two two zero six five zero. My good friend Jim Crawford joins us on line one. Morning, Jim. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Rick. How you be, my friend? I am well. Thanks for asking. I I want to mention something before I talk about the permanent fund dividend and its theft, and that mm. is that there's a certain job opening called the EPA administrator. And it kind of <laughs> circles around in, a, in an authority over a number of years so that each state gets a shot at, at, at having its resident uh, be the administrator of the EPA. That's a critical right. position for the state of Alaska because EPA, as we saw with the Pebble Mine and other things, can just move in and stop things if it chooses and the wrong president is there. Now, there's right. somebody on the line that is running for that thing, and I believe his name is Rick. Is that? Uh, I, I, I don't know that you run for that, but I know that you would be perfectly qualified for that, uh, and uh, I would encourage people to, uh, to support you. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I think I'm, I'm happy that either way an Alaskan is going to be picked for that, and that's, that's a yeah. win for all of us. It is. It is. That, that's a critical position. And it, it's the epitome of the Trump administration uh, that they're going to put a private sector person in that job, I hope, uh, that knows Alaska. That, that's I would a hope. critical part of the whole deal. Yeah, I would hope so. I appreciate that uh, endorsement, buddy, and thank you. And um, like I said, I think it's a victory for Alaska that we have an Alaskan either way. So, you what you want to talk? What what, what was the other uh, thing I, you want to cover? I, thank yeah, you. I did a I did an article that's uh, published in the uh, Anchorage Daily Planet, and I'd like people to look at that because it kind of goes through some stuff that that are pet peeves with me. One is all of this talk about. Uh, 
deficits and 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 the the, uh, the financial difficulties. You know, Jay Hammond had a plan. He put a group of us together in '76. We planned out the investment strategy. We used the prudent man rule, generally accepted accounting principles. We we formed the corporation that manages the Alaska Permanent Fund today, and it does right. it very well. Last yep. year. That little permanent fund earned $6.8 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars. And, wow. And, and to say that we have a deficit in the state of Alaska, you have to totally ignore the whole Hammond and Hickel strategy yeah. of uh, how we soft land the economy if oil uh, prices go down, which they have. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. all of that was very predictable. Uh, prices go up, prices go down. That's the world right. of commerce. But I'll tell you what, what you don't do is cut the dividend in half when people uh, have their earnings established on that. Uh, you know, th- there is just no justification for an $1,100 dividend this year. The real dividend no. by statute should be $2,300. And you took right. that Governor Walker, you took that money away from Alaskans. You hurt the economy. You stopped uh, uh, cash flow and, and cut it in half during the middle of a recession. It, it is the single most idiotic approach to economics I've ever seen in Alaska. I've been around a long time, man. Yeah, it, it does not. It does not make sense in a downturn economy to take. Uh, uh, to take money out of people's hands that would spend it in the retail economy, yeah. you've just put. You know, I mean, how many businesses have, have been lost in the last two years because of that? I know there's been a couple. Right. Yeah, Rick. There's been a bunch. Now, you know, I, I watch the economy very closely. I read the financial statements of the state and its agencies and things like that because I, I, you know, I, I really want to know. The real story. If people start reading that stuff, there's there's a thing called the Compre- Comprehensive Annual Financial Statement uh, that is required by the federal government. And you look at that and you get the real story on what this state is spending. We're spending about ten billion dollars a year in in federal, state, and and, and uh, that, that's just the state. It's not right. uh, not local stuff. But it and it's been that way for about five years. This this uh, uh, great uh, uh, conversation about cutting expenses is smoke and mirrors. What they did was they took uh, a purse and turs was was short some money. They plugged that money to the tune of a billion six hundred and fifty thousand. They did that in 2015, and that was a one-time expense. And everybody now who's in office claims, oh, we cut the budget, we cut the... No, you, you took the one spike that year, $2 billion increase in Department of Administration, and now now you're claiming that you've cut the budget. No, you didn't. Right. We covered an no. obligation that we had. It's a, it's right. a, it is a phony doggone game, and I'm done with that kind of phony game. People got to tell the truth about where we are. And, yeah. and our incumbents, Republicans or Democrats... You know, we formed a new organization. There's a group of us who kind of got together and formed a little group called Public Defenders or uh, Permanent Fund Def- Defenders. And, mm-hmm. and we've set out our mission is to give constitutional protection to the dividend. 
Why? Because the dividend is the people's money. That's their earnings, and they get to decide. People get to decide, and people matter in this process of politics, uh, but only if they have to, uh, only if they follow their authority. You know, it, it is the people's yeah. money in the permanent fund dividend. It's not state government. I understand that they get to manage it, but it's kind of like the fiduciary responsibilities of a bank. They don't own the money that you give them. Right. They just get yeah. to manage it for you. That's what yeah. the permanent fund corporation does. It's the people's you money, guys, though. Yeah, have you guys got a, a Facebook page or website up for this yet? We do. Uh, if, if people, it, it's it's uh, PFD. Permanent fund uh, defenders, I'm sure. Yeah, permanent fund defenders. If people could Google that, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll call you back in a couple of days and give you the, yeah, uh, the, no, we, the right stuff. But I, I want people to look, and, and if they if they go on Anchorage, uh, dailyplanet.com, they're going to find my article. It's the lead article on there. It's got some good facts, uh, and, and people need to be talking about this $6.8 billion because that created surplus earnings by the state of Alaska when yeah. all is in. You know, if you're playing yeah, poker, yeah. You, you count your whole hand. You don't count half of it, and that's what's going on now. They're saying the general fund has a deficit. Well, yeah, we planned that the general fund might have a deficit at some point, and we said, I mean, there's a statute on the books that says 50% of the earnings of the Alaska Permanent Fund can be spent today on yeah. government expense. Well, yep. the deficit was two point five billion. The, the the earnings, half of the earnings, are three point four. I'm not real good at math, but I'll tell you what: that's nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> that's what we had for a bonus in 1969. Yeah. Right, that was what we yeah, had. We get, well, we that's we some got great more money, Rick. Than, 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 I know. You know. Carter's got bills. I know, and I try and talk about this every day, and for some reason, it just, yeah. All right, buddy, thank you for the call. Take care. Jim Crawford. All right, and you can find his article at Anchorage Daily Planet. The number I want to bring up before I go to the break, and then I'll come back with Lynn, is the amount we actually spend if you take state expenditures and include the uh, federal, federal, the uh, um, unrestricted general fund and the restricted general fund. If that is truly, and it is, around $10 billion, that means they are spending $14,300 for every man, woman, and child in the state of Alaska. Are you getting $14,000 worth of services from the state? No, you're not. But that means somebody else is getting that huge share of yours. All right, we'll take this quick break. We'll be right back. Stand by. 722, 42 degrees in Anchorage, 42 in Eagle River. It's uh, the Rick Rydell Radio Program, our number, 522-0650. I've got Lynn, Andy, and Richard in that order. Lynn, morning, sir, and thanks for the call. Yeah, good morning, Rick. Uh, that was an interesting call from uh, Mr. Crawford, and yep. that takes us back. We're talking about the initiative process to a couple days ago when we talked about the danger of the initiative process right. being used to access our state assets. Yes, yes. So here we go. First one, we're going to, this old analogy of Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby, okay? We're going <laughs> to okay. slap him with our left hand with fish. We're going to slap him with our right hand with the permanent fund, and then we're going to headbutt him with health care. Now we're stuck. If we do those three things by initiative, what are we going to do? Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> well, go ahead. No, please, go ahead. I'm just going to uh, uh, confer with what you said. 
Well, okay, and, and that is exactly what the problem is. And I'm, and I'll go back, and you and I don't agree on this, or you say just every state in the union does it, and we have to accept it. But what they have so broken the legislative process down there with their, with their exemption to the open meeting law, and then exactly what happened with SB 54, they the Senate passed it. It went to the House, got three referrals, went to Jonathan Christ Thompson at State Affairs, and he held it to death mm-hmm. with no explanation required. Death that, by committee. Yeah, because they have in, they have endowed themselves, given mm-hmm. themselves de facto veto power over legislation. It's not in the Joint Uniform Rules. It's not in the Constitution. In fact, you can't find the word caucus in either the Joint Uniform Rules or the Constitution. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting off subject as far as the initiative process. Right. That's kind of what I wanted to that, – that was such a golden opportunity to point to what can happen if we don't do something about this early in the game because we will bind ourselves with the initiative process to where all we can do is pay taxes to try yeah. to keep well it. and you know <clears throat> the, the there was early in my my life uh, actually i you know i left um i left alaska in in the mid 80s and i worked um i worked in the lower 48 for a little bit and that that's kind of um i i took my my knowledge of politics i'd been following because i'd been working in Juneau through the early 80s and when i got down to oregon I noticed that their initiative process was so loose that they passed, uh, you know, like dozens of initiatives on a statewide level, and all they had time to do in the legislature was try and fix the initiatives that had been passed by a motion, and they really couldn't get hardly anything else done. Sure, and look what happened. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happened in California as a as a reaction to the influence of the railroads. Their whole state's run by initiative. Yeah, what a, what yeah, a well. mess that is. I mean, look at you yeah. look at a California ballot, how many voter initiatives are on that thing. But it's designed yeah. that way, you know. So, yeah, yeah that, I, I, I understand, and, and we both appreciate the, the right to petition your government. Right. But, but the legislature hamstrung the, legis, the, the initiative process up here to where it's now reserved. You either have to have a huge standing organization like a church or the VFW, the American Legion, or something statewide, Right. Or you have to have an inordinate amount of money to hire somebody to go out and get all those signatures because the legislature made it so difficult for it to be a viable option. Right. Well, I don't know if you heard earlier, I almost wish, I and, I, and, and maybe I'll work on the wording of this, to come up with some way that if it's a big, big, simple idea, yeah, you should be able to do it by initiative. But if it's a convoluted piece of policy that is is riddled with subtle nuance, it doesn't deserve to be on the ballot. Yeah, like these three items. <laughs> like the like these three items. Yes, exactly. Like these three items. So anyway, and, and anyway, that's my point. Yeah, good one today. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. See ya. All right, um, Andy, hang on. I'm going to get to you next. Then I got Richard right after that. I got a quick break. 727. We'll be right back.
7.36, we're back. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program, our number 522 We've got uh, Andy and Richard on the phone, and the rest are now open at 522 If you'd like to call, dial quickly. If you were getting a busy signal earlier, I know it was pretty jammed up, um, here's a chance. Uh, dial fast because they don't remain open long after I make that announcement. Andy, morning, sir. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. Hey, I need a fiscal reality check here, Rick. Um, uh, currently, what's the what's our burn rate for the CBR, the Congressional Budget Reserve, whatever you call that? The How Constitutional Budget Reserve, two yep. point um, two, uh, two point eight. Yeah, Yes, two point. Let's just say three billion is our current okay. burn rate. Okay, now, now, now. First of all, I don't know how much longer that reserve is going to be there. It's going to be like the permanent fund is not a permanent reserve, so we're going to burn that seed corn down. Now, I guess legislatively or whatever, we can only uh, dip into fifty percent of the earnings of the permanent fund for going. Is that is that a correct statement? Correct. Okay, so what is half of the current uh, earnings, or, or whatever we have for an earnings? Well, the five the five year rolling average. Okay, now what is that five, right now? Well, if they made six point eight billion dollars last year, it's three point four. Okay, so there you go. So consequently, if you look at the burn rate versus what they could have dipped into and gotten half of the earnings. I just don't understand what the argument is because, as a citizen, not pay income taxes. I would rather have everybody, every human, you know, a piece of flesh out there, pay their fair share. Their fair share is sales tax, and uh, their uh, everybody gets deigned uh, equivalent, equivalently on the per, on, on the permanent fund dividend. So I, I don't see where where the argument is now. Why is the state? Uh, holding on to not dipping into the the earnings. What's going on there? I don't know why they don't. They they can, and they could. They just didn't. Instead, they took our money and left it in there. Now, are they? So, therefore, are they simply taking care of themselves because they know that that is their that's their inner safe house, their safe room, is all those budgets to keep them in six figure salaries and being able to go Learjet around the world. So consequently, are they just, uh, you know, uh, basically assuming that we're stupid and that we're going to pay an income tax while they pay, while they simply uh, keep cashing in uh, the permanent fund, which you know and I know eventually they're going to want to get that as big as possible because that's going to be, you know, how they skate because everybody else is going to have nothing. So I I don't understand how or why they haven't done that yet because if they legally... Crawford has said something about 50%. If they could legally get into the earnings, uh, then why not? Or, you know, I, I don't understand. Right. Do the earnings just get they, they, back into the fund? They, al- they always have. They've always been able to get into it, <clears throat> and they can get into it. And that's kind of what Mike Dunleavy brought up in the what we call the Dunleavy plan. Um, the numbers you need to know is that as of last month in the Constitutional Budget Reserve, there's 3.5 billion dollars. Okay, but that should go, that's, okay, that's what's left. So that's going to be one more year. Then you're out of seed corn. Okay. Well, possibly because there's also a few hundred million sitting in the statutory budget reserve, and if you literally brought the deficit down um, and understand that the revenues oil is up from when they made the revenue prediction. 
So you're going to get, uh, you're actually going to get enough money in revenue this coming fiscal year that it would only take half of the CBR and the revenue to actually balance the budget. So you could actually get two out of the constitutional budget reserve and the statutory budget reserve before you had to go to the half of the earnings reserve. But that has a uh, finite amount. And with the fiscal improvements that we're seeing right now, that's going to go bye-bye in at least two years, maybe three. Two years. Unless yeah. we blow up Iran and oil goes back to $100 a barrel or something like that, then yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's a that's a finite amount. So the only thing I see is to dip into the earnings of the permanent fund. And what's going to be uh, interesting is I wish the, the you know, the, the uh, you know, the, the Lazy Mountain Gym plan would have been in, in place because what's going to happen is Velasco gets to a point where that's all they got is the earnings on the permanent fund. They're going to have to uh, do something about uh, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, forward funding or a something cap. because it's going to fluctuate as bad as oil does, you know? Yeah, right. And I think those are the couple of moves that you're looking at right now. Um, the reason why um, – and do you want to sit and listen to this? You want me to let you off the air when okay, I explain Okay, this. that's fine. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Okay, all right, thanks. Um, the the I'll tell you what the the move of a lot of people are right now, and that is, and I think this is why the governor took um, half of your dividend and why the legislature took one half of your dividend, because there's the 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 idea of moving to a percent of market value plan. Percent of market value plan is is take. Uh, and this is this is the restructure of the permanent fund, by the way. When they talk about we're going to restructure the permanent fund, this is what they're going to go to. They want to take all of the money that's in the earnings reserve. They want to take all of the money that's in that's remaining in the CBR. They want to take all of the money that would be remaining in the statutory budget reserve roll all of that into the permanent fund. Okay, and I'm going to stipulate here that the permanent fund and the permanent fund dividend are two separate things. They want to roll all of that money into the permanent fund. Then they want to give you $1,000 a year for the next three years while they transition into a new kind of dividend which is based on the royalties a royalty share of the oil royalties that are paid every year and and it would start at about that thousand dollars and remember we're you know we're they're they're keeping the dividends the last two years at around a thousand eleven hundred dollars right because they want to get you used to that because then they give you three more years as they transition into this percent of market value plan for the permanent fund. All of the money goes in there, which takes it up to $64 billion. Because what they're thinking is that the more money that goes into that fund gives the bigger payout at a 5% draw every year. And it's not the earnings anymore. The percent of market value plan, which I'm not, I'm not totally against because it is a, a much more predictable number, basically says, okay, you've got this permanent fund, and we are going to take 5% of the whole thing every year and make it available to government to, to spend. Then your dividend, and they hope you don't pay attention to this, won't be based on the permanent fund anymore. It won't be a permanent fund dividend. 
it'll be a royalty share check. And, and it will be declining as oil declines. Because I don't see our government um, putting a lot of effort forward to getting these new oil fines online. Now, those would pay royalty, and that would be part of your royalty share, but they're going to cap that so it never goes above $1,000. It's going to continue to decline. That's what this um, restructure of the permanent fund is. It is to take all of the money, stick it into a, a the, the one pot of uh, a, a permanent fund, transfer all the money into the permanent fund, and then we would constitutionally vote on a percent of market value plan, giving them the ability of taking all of the money in the permanent fund right now, all of the money in the earnings reserve account, all of the money remaining in the constitutional budget reserve, and all of the money remaining in the statutory budget reserve, move it into one giant pie, and then take a cut of that pie every year. Now, it's going to grow, and it's probably likely most oftentimes going to make more money than we spend out of it at a percent of market value plan. The difference between an endowment plan and a percent of market value plan is it's a more consistent number that is taken out, and that's and that's, um, and that's just proven over time. I mean, it's not like the the endowment plan that runs colleges. Some of them do do a percent of market value plan. Others do just a simple endowment on, like you would on your 401k or, or on your pension, whatever it is. But that's the deal, and that's what this is. And when, when Walker and, and uh, those that have pushed the restructure of the permanent fund for the last three years – this is what they're trying to do, that, that, that formula that I just explained to you in the move to the percent of market value plan. But we are, if, if they have their way, we aren't going to be giving a permanent fund dividend anymore. That will all be used for government. And, and what they will do is try and do some sort of magic Houdini uh, thing here and pass this um, royalty share plan and hoping that not enough people realize they're creating a whole new money giveaway plan rather than just uh, changing the permanent fund. They might even still call it the permanent fund dividend, but it's not a permanent fund dividend. It's a royalty share program. That's what this has been for the last three years, is trying to restructure the permanent fund to get it to where they can they can pull that out. Now, that may or may not be a good idea for a long-term financial. But my concern is, I think I share this with Senate President Pete Kelly, um, is that we don't do that without the protection of putting some sort of cap on government growth first. And that's what they were pushing for in the Senate was, you know what, maybe we have to go there, maybe sooner, maybe later, but we're not going to do it before we put a cap on how much this government is. Much like our tax cap on the municipality of Anchorage, there's there's a cap on its growth, and it's it's going to be intricate. It's going to be tough to get it to where it actually puts a lid on the growth of government. Um, but before we go to all of those things, um, and and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is distractions from that. They're trying to distract you while they get that done. Um, we shouldn't be spending millions of dollars on a pipeline that will never be built. We should get government down to the bare bones, then put a cap on it. Then, if we still need it after all that, that's a whole nother story. 748, I've got uh, Richard, Cat, and Ed on the phone, and we'll get to you after this. Stand by.
This report is brought to you by UMV. It is 7.52. We're back. It's 42 degrees in Anchorage, 42 in Eagle River. I've got Richard, Cat, and Ed on the telephones as we are in the death throes of the broadcast. Richard, good morning, sir. Good morning. The uh, masses showed up at Les Garrett's uh, presentation last night. Oh, they did. Nice. I think all 15 of us were in the room. Great. And I believe that 14 of them all supported taxes, permanent fund, whatever, any way to reach in and touch you. Yeah. And the uh, the media and all of this advertising is the real enemy of, of uh, whatever the, the Dems are trying to do. Really? And, uh, and basically that was kind of the message. They had a guy there from, I think, from the administration who gave a – a bit of an overview, his overview of how they needed to uh, have taxes and, and on and on and on. Right. But uh, the bottom line is that the, those who showed up were all, all in the water with the, with the taxing idea. And there was probably, I don't I didn't poll, but uh, I know one for sure was against all of that. Mm-hmm. But one. <laughs> The other thing is, uh, and they get into a whole thing about corporations need to be taxed more, and 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 there was no conversation about wealth creation. There was no conversation about a lot of things, but that was right. their stick, and they stuck to it. Right, and, and and you want, and then we look at Les Guerra and how he acts in the legislature, and we wonder why. Yep, but the yeah. other thing is. I don't know the answer, but what is the multiple of the $1 of permanent fund dividend funds in the economy? What is that multiple? Is it a seven? I, I, I seem to have heard once. I don't know right off the top, but, you know, if you, whatever it was, just cut it in half because they, they, they stole half of our, our dividend. Yeah. And, and that is a, an impressive number. When you really go out and look at all of the businesses that, that you know that benefit from that, yeah, and and that carries a lot of these businesses for a very a, a good portion of this fourth quarter and the third quarter, first first fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. if anyone has that answer, it'd be interesting to kind of explore that idea. Yeah, well, I, I think the, uh, the the important thing to think of is that you know everywhere else in the world. There is a number of businesses that survive merely from their fourth quarter sales, which are driven by Christmas, right? Yep. They lose money the other three quarters. They they make so much in the fourth quarter, they exist. In Alaska, there are businesses that exist only because of the fourth quarter in, and the permanent fund quarter. And so you've well. taken half of their permanent. How many businesses in America would go under if you cut in half their fourth quarter earnings, I oh, think that number would be, we'd be, uh, we'd be an interesting uh, conglomeration. Right. But, and I, so I think that could be applicable to your number you're looking for. Well, absolutely. But uh, and, and the other thing is, you know, you don't talk about, but uh, there's an article that says we've lost 12 or 13,000 jobs in Alaska. Right. And their claim, Garris's claim was that They've cut the budget by half. They've cut $4 billion out of the budget. 
he's got the charts and graphs that that backs right. up his his statement. Right. So, and again, when you look at the CAFR, you really get a different story, and you need somebody, I think, to spend a, a quite a bit of time. You know, on both the morning and afternoon show on the CAFR specifically, because yeah. there, there's the real story. There's where it's there all it hid. It is the comprehensive annual financial report. Richard, I got to run, buddy. My end music's playing. Thank you, Cat. Ed, sorry we didn't get to you. Tomorrow's free forum Friday. We start at 5:40. Let's do it then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for the actions of my representative, Jason Grand. Have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.